1: The Bruce Hooley Show Podcast is brought to you by Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show begins with our normal Thursday interview with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Find Matt on Twitter at Ohio Matt. Opportunityohio.org is the website. He writes the Patriot Mind Substack. And Matt, interesting, yesterday at the White House, it seemed to me that the press finally had their fill of Karine Jean-Pierre on the matter of Joe Biden looking for a congressman who unfortunately has been deceased since August the second.
2: I think what you're seeing is the even the media that's you know typically in the tank for the last Gets to a boiling point where they just can't tolerate the dissembling and lies coming out of the White House, and you know yesterday's video of the of President Biden clearly unnerving, right? He he just is here at times to know where he is, know what's going on, and for her to kind of continue to try to make up excuses instead of just saying, look. He got confused. It happened. He's 79 years old. But they don't want to because then they know they're going to have to get into the cognitive test stuff. And again, this is deeply problematic for the country because, you know, we're facing a situation with Russia that's getting increasingly dicey. And North Korea launched missiles today. Iran's doing its deal. And we've got a a president that at times does not seem to be fully there.
1: Obviously, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of his policies. I'm not a fan of anything that he has done as president. But he is the president. And I would like to at least not have to worry about someone who can't remember that he ordered the flags lowered to half staff a little over a month ago over the death of a congresswoman in a car accident. We don't have those kinds of things happen every day. Those should stick in your mind. And the bothersome thing for me, as you mentioned, this uh, uncertainty, this volatility on the world stage, Joe Biden gives a speech and three times out of 10, he turns to shake a hand that's not there. An imaginary person who's not there. He stands on the stage. He acts like he has no idea what he's supposed to do after this speech. If he's that cognitively compromised and there's a situation worldwide in the middle of the night that requires the immediate attention of the president i have no confidence that he's able to comprehend it and address it which begs a bigger question who then is making that decision
2: and 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 that's the core crux of the issue right which is is he making this decision or is he being manipulated because he, he has this issue? I mean, this goes back to Woodrow Wilson, as you know, was largely incapacitated for the last parts of his presidency and other people were being president. And, and that is not what our system should tolerate. Uh, that's exactly what the 25th Amendment was put in place for. And so, you know, you think about this. And again, this is full circle, right? We, we heard about the 25th Amendment endlessly during the Trump administration. Uh, and, and it was all a false kind of false fraudulent way to kind of undermine his presidency. But in this situation, when these things occur, like yesterday, when when the the situations that you're talking about, where he is rambling off stage and doesn't know where he's going, that that raises real concerns of does this president have the mental capacity all the time to to do his job? And if not, who's doing it for him? And we didn't we did not elect that person to be the
1: president. No, we did not. Matt Mayer is our guest. He's with OpportunityOhio.org. His Twitter is at Ohio. Matt, His Substack is The Patriot Mind. So we have the midterm elections coming up. We're now inside the six-week mark. And I always I think back to where I was when I assumed we'd have a red wave, and we'll talk about whether we will or won't in the Senate and the House. But I kind of wondered if Joe Biden was a useful pawn for the Democratic Party and that after the midterms they might realize that there's no way this guy can run for reelection, whether it's cognitive issues or whether it's just that nobody's going to vote for him, given his ever-decreasing popularity numbers. Um, do you think that... Uh, that he will serve his presidency or these kinds of issues that we've seen and a, uh, a big loss in the midterms and there's still time for gas prices to go up, still time for other things to happen, a big loss in the midterms. Do you think the Democrats would uh, move to put Kamala Harris in there believing that she might have a better chance of getting reelected if she's or getting elected if she's the president rather than if she's uh, the vice president and Joe Biden is not running?
2: You know, I don't because she's even more unpopular than he is. Uh, and they I think know that she's in so far over her head that to, to, to elevate her to the presidency would be uh would would essentially render twenty twenty four a Republican a victory. So I think they'll stick with Biden uh for, for the, the, the remainder of his term. Uh the bigger problem is that you know, this got to keep in mind, Bruce. This is a White House that has not been under assault. I mean, it has had a friendly media corps. It has a friendly Congress. If Republicans take back the House and/or the Senate uh, in a, a month, they're going to then have a very hostile Congress, where you know a lot of those members want want to, want blood because of what the, the Democrats have done to Trump for the last six years. The, the 70 million Trump voters want to see want to see action, and so th- they're going to be dealing with a huge, you know, uh, flood of investigations of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the Biden administration and some of the things on the border. And, and you have to wonder, does the strain and stress of that break this administration even worse uh, and put him in an even more dangerous mental position because he can't, he can't handle the strain?
1: Well, let's assess the midterms for a minute, uh, Matt. Uh, Matt Mayor, Opportunity, Ohio, our guest. Uh, I heard the National Review editors' podcast yesterday. They are far from in the bag for Republicans. They were very anti-Trump. They're not as bad as the Lincoln Project, but they're skeptics of uh, Republican politics. And they say the Senate will shake out with a 51-49 Republican majority. I am very worried about that. I can't believe J.D. Vance is not 10 points up on Tim Ryan I look at Blake Masters in Arizona. I look at Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. I look at Herschel Walker in Georgia. I'm not confident in any of those races. I thought their assessment was encouraging for me to hear guys who were in the know would say that, but I don't have that feeling. How do you assess the chances of taking the Senate?
2: you know i think worst case we're looking at a 50-50 tie uh which would then keep it in democrat control with kamala harris uh, uh issuing the tie breaking vote uh but i i i today a month out feel feel that we have a 51 49 or 52 48 chance um and here's why right i, I think they're going to hold arizona I think we're uh, they're gonna uh, we're gonna win Nevada. I think they're gonna hold New Hampshire. We're gonna uh, hold North Carolina. We're gonna hold Ohio, and we're gonna hold Wisconsin. So that leaves Georgia and Pennsylvania, and and here's where I think that, that it gets interesting, right? Georgia went with Biden and Warnick in 2020, but we know that that was an anti-Trump vote, married with you know th- all the the that went on leading up to the election, including all those duck bucks that Mark Zuckerberg poured in to get out Democrat vote. That's not going to happen this time around. And given all the economic problems we're having, all the immigration problems we're having, the foreign policy problems we're having, I just think that that it'll be very difficult for Warnick to hold on. He's only up right now by about 0.7%. So I think that's going to revert red uh, under Kemp because he's going to destroy uh, Abrams. And I think Herschel Walker pulls that off, and we get to the 51 number we, we need. Pennsylvania. Interesting, right? I, you have to wonder, do Pennsylvania voters look at Joe Biden and see his mental struggles and then look at John Fetterman with his post-stroke health, and wonder, oh, boy, is, is this a different version of the same issues? And, and do we really want to elect a guy who can't string together sentences, who easily gets confused, uh, put, put that person in the Senate on our behalf? And again, facing those same headwinds, economic problems, uh, immigration problems, foreign policy problems is Fetterman going to be able to pull that off over odds? And and, and that's the one that's the hardest to predict. Right now I'd probably have to say they will hold it, so that's where I go 51-49. But I think there's a chance we pull that off and get up to 52 seats.
1: Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio joins us every Thursday in the first segment of the second hour of the Bruce Hooley Show. You can read his substack, The Patriot Mind, by searching Matt Mayer. Substack, the Patriot Mind. He is uh, the man behind OpportunityOhio.org, a great business site and insights into business in the state of Ohio. And part of business expanding and wanting to come to the state of Ohio, Matt, is are we a safe area? Do people want to move here? Will their families be safe here? Uh, We have uh, in Columbus a shortage of police. They spoke optimistically about being able to recruit new police to replace the ones that they induced into retirement because they felt they didn't buy into elaine bryant's vision for the columbus police department uh your view on policing and it's not really just a columbus issue it's a national issue i see new orleans is down a thousand police officers and that's uh the city where they have the most murders in the united states
2: yeah look we're seeing the the convergence of, of really three things right one we're seeing uh the the From the police, the anti-police mentality that's there among the left, uh, where uh, the police are now kind of pulling back, police officers are retiring early, they're quitting, and people aren't joining the force because why in today's America would you possibly become a police officer, knowing the hostility and opposition you face among the people you're there to protect? So that's piece number one. Piece number two is. We've opened the southern border and we're letting in massive numbers of criminals from from all over the the Central and South America who are bringing opioid fentanyl into this country that is causing massive drug problems and additional crime. Right. People are being murdered by illegal immigrants. We saw a deputy sheriff in Florida that happened to just just this week. So that's adding to the crime problem. And then the third piece of this puzzle is, you know, the George Soros funded district attorneys who are going soft on crime, who are not keeping folks in jail. This is John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Right. Let's release all these folks. that are, that are not making crime, quote, pay. And as a result, the confluence of that means the criminals aren't stupid. We think they are, but they're actually quite savvy when it comes to street smarts. They see what's going on, and they know they have a larger free reign than ever before. So we're seeing crime rise. And, and I think that there's going to be a, a massive backlash among against Democrats and progressives because they are the soft-on-crime party right now with the defund the police, with the let's not put them in jail, let's not keep them in jail, and let's open the border. So I think that convergence is going to lead to further problems electorally in 2022, three and four uh, among among city, state, uh, federal uh, elections.
1: Well, it'll be interesting. We're less than six weeks away from the midterms, and I look forward to our visits as we get closer. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. Matt, thanks for your time today. Look forward to talking to you again soon. My thanks to Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org for joining us. I love Visiting with Matt every Thursday. Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, tomorrow. Uh, We'll see if Jack has the same visceral dislike for the media bootlicks who interrupt a tough but fair line of questioning when you're close to getting an answer and throw a complete softball at the person, thus giving them a life preserver and a way to bail from the interview. So I picture like the White House. You're on the communications team for Joe Biden. And then down the hall are the people who are doing the same job for Kamala Harris. And imagine their conversation over coffee in the morning. You won't believe what my boss did yesterday. He forgot that a congresswoman was dead. Oh, well, uh, huh? you know, I, I I saw that and I thought we were going to be having a pretty good day relative to you. And then my boss landed in uh, the demilitarized zone in. South Korea and stepped up to the microphone and offered uh, her own can you top this hold my beer moment.
0: So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Huh? And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Huh? So the United States. One more time. Shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Who? And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring.
1: It is? With the North Koreans? I'm just going to say, if I'm, if I'm the vice president of the United States, and I'm making a trip to the demilitarized zone, which I think is the first time we've had anybody over there in 70 years... And if I'm unclear, is it North Korea good, South Korea bad, or is it South Korea good, North Korea bad? I'm taking the time on the flight to get that nailed down in my mind. Because I'm pretty sure that's something I don't want to screw up. As vice president, that we have an alliance with—is it Kim Jong Un in the north, the guy who keeps like firing off missiles and threatening the world's existence? Is he? Are we on his side? Is he on our side, or is he a bad guy? I seem to remember something about Trump making friends with him, and everybody in our party thought that was a really bad idea. <laughs> did, we pass, did we patch things up? Am I going over there to shake his hand? Are we going over there to play golf together? Because, you know, he's going to be hard to beat. Because I hear one time he had a, a an 18-hole score of 18 holes in one, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Is he good or is he bad? Kamala, at the podium today, got confused and misspoke on whether we are allies with North Korea or South Korea.
0: So the United States shares a very <laughs> important relationship, which is an alliance with the republic of north korea and it is an alliance that is strong and enduring
1: no actually it's not an alliance that is strong and enduring it's actually quite contentious between the two of us we actually remember the little girl in california who got or wherever she was from i don't remember but remember she got bust from uh her district to another district or she didn't get bust or whatever at, at, at a Debate, the debate where she called Joe Biden a racist, by the way. Uh, She was talking about her elementary schooling experience. I remember from my school days that we fought a war. You know, it's one thing if it would be like not named, you know, the Korean War. (laughs) That was a war we fought against North Korea. Okay. Against. They're, they're bad. North Korea bad. Communist. Bad. Dictatorship. Human rights violations. North Korea bad. Don't have an enduring alliance with North Korea. Uh, so I look forward to this being explained to me tomorrow by Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg and the women on The View. I can count on them explaining it to me because Whoopi Goldberg and the women on The View today, were explaining how Joe Biden can reasonably plausibly get confused looking for a congresswoman in the crowd at one of his grip and grin events when she has in fact uh, been in a casket since August the 3rd. It could have been a lot worse and the Biden administration oh, not, is very that's lucky. That's not Whoopi Goldberg. That doesn't sound anything like Whoopi Goldberg. That's the guy from the gas company talking about Joe Biden. Here's Whoopi Goldberg.
0: You know my gosh come on you can't go after him for you know not giving aid to Florida or not tackling the infrastructure he's giving... Age of Ukraine, So you can't go after him for that, but you can go after him for forgetting that someone has passed. I mean, and she passed last month, not like a hundred years ago.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, exactly. Didn't she just make our point there that she passed last month, not a hundred years ago? Thank She's you. saying that that absolves Joe Biden of forgetting that Jackie Walorski <laughs> died. I don't think that's how it works. I think the more, you know, recently you died, the fresher it ought to be in your mind. My goodness. So this, again, goes back to the topic that I was talking about at the top of the show, and it's a topic that I just commented on. Uh, Ned Ryan from, um, I think he's with American Conservative. Ned Ryan posted on Twitter that it is incomprehensible to him that Pennsylvania is thinking of electing to the U.S. Senate a stroke victim who's barely coherent, who's a tax dodger, who also believes in releasing convicts in prison for second-degree murder. He said, it's insane that's even a close race. Yes, it is insane it's even a close race. Why is it a close race? <clears throat> Why does Whoopi Goldberg say, well, it's not like she had been dead for 100 years, and use that as a way to defend Joe Biden for getting the death of a congressman A little over a month ago because because we are at a point in America where we are so increasingly locked into our ideology that our ideology is immune from resistant to logic and reason. Can you put a guy in the U.S. Senate who can't talk? That's what a senator does. He gets up and debates points. The Biden thing with Jackie Walorsky is alarming, not just because, oh, man, our president looks stupid. They're laughing at him in Russia. They're laughing at him in China. Maybe China is going to invade Taiwan now because they think Joe Biden's not on top of his game. Yeah, it's alarming for all those reasons. It's also alarming because he clearly can't be in charge. So who is? We aren't supposed to be a country with a shadow presidency. Although maybe that's better than having Kamala take over.